0: Hello everyone and welcome to another preview of the World Tour 2024 and today we're looking at Paris' Nice, the Race to the Sun and I'm joined with Mr. Craig and myself Ewan Wilson and I mean Ewan, last year, great addition with Tyler Pogacar and Jonas Vingo.
1: Exactly that. Last year we saw the, the first big Pogacar Vingo battle since the 2022 Tour de France exploits and it was a fantastic edition, littered with uh, interesting storylines, culminating in Shah's victory and three stage wins along the way, if I recall. And through him, we also had a new ti- team time trial format. We'll get back onto that one later on, and um, an interesting, interesting set of chaotic sprint stages at Pyrenees. And in 2024, we have a new battle that's also going to be reignited. In.
0: Terrible team time trial format. <laughs> Well, get ready because it's back. Oh, no. Well, it it was also where the kind of (laughs) David Godou Tour de France podium reignited, or yeah, but that didn't quite uh, age well. But I mean, Ewan, what's happening in terms of the route this year?
1: Well, Paris begins uh, outside Paris, not quite in the city center, about forty kilometers south of the city. In in the town of Les Mules, there we have a sort of looped stage. It's, it's a lap and a half around this city. Um, it's relatively flat with some hills in the last 20 kilometers. There's a bonus second sprint at the top of a hill in Montainville. And then there's another uh, hill that could sort of spark a uh, Visma 2022 situation. Where we saw Walfanat, Primo chocolate and Kiss of Black Lapport dart away at the top of a hill on stage one. Uh, the finale, as well, in Les Mures is slightly uphill. It has a 2.2% average gradient in the final kilometers, so that could benefit the stronger men's sprinters. I'm thinking of mass Pearson for that one. Stage 2 is a paint-by-numbers pairing a sprint stage to Um It's, as you would expect, pancake flat. Well, you could say kept flat, um, since we're in France. Um, Two King of Mountains points, but they're negligible. And in the first 100 kilometers... There is a chance for some echelons but this really should end in a spring finale stage three is the aforementioned team time trial um, around the city of ozer this is 32 kilometers in length and uses last year's format so what this means is that teams compete as teams on the road however all the riders are timed by the individual times. so in the final kilometers you might see some riders go off the front to try to sprint away from the rest of the team however Unlike in a normal team time trial, where the time is frozen by the fourth rider, in this team time trial, the team's time will be timed by the first rider, even though every rider of that team will be timed individually. It's chaotic. All I was saying is that you should probably watch last year's so what that sound was happening. Um, we didn't really understand what was going on last year until about halfway through that stage. It's an interesting format. You will expect to see a lot of riders attacking in the final kilometer, particularly their GC uh, leaders tried to get the win that's actually how Magnus Cords last year got the yellow jersey um, on the team time trial stage this year the stage is actually longer um, this is 32 kilometers in length and also features some rolling hills a bit like last year's uh, team time trial route as well so this is going to be interesting for the GC teams in particular. stage 4 um, the day after it gets us back into the hills we're into Beaujolais Big up for our red wine fans out there. You will be very familiar with the uh, stage finish, which will be in Montboy. We don't come here very often in Paris-Nice or the Tour de France. We came here in 2017 when Alaphilippe took a of Montboy, and we are back this year. Steep climbs in the finale. The average is 7.7%, with a maximum gradient of 13%. So, this looks like the kind of stage that could definitely be Roglified. There are plenty of health as well on the agenda before we reach that final climb. This will be our first taster of the roglic battle we're going to be seeing throughout the week. Spoilers before we get to the favorites. Uh, stage 5 uh, is going to take us from Sassobar to Sistar. This is going to be a sprint potentially, could be a breakaway. Um, it's kind of sort of open to how the Peloton and the favorites Sprinters teams race this stage. Stage six will be the longest stage of paris which will take the riders from Sistor where the last stage finished, to La Lou and you will need uh, that wolf instinct in this finale. It's an interesting stage. Um, in particular, you have uh, the Côte de La Lou which is a one point eight kilometer climb at an average of ten percent, but goes up to nineteen percent. We also have an intermediate sprint for bonus seconds. Uh, within the final 20 kilometers in Turetsuru, which also is at a 12% gradients. This could be a very hectic stage, hard to read for a lot of the teams. Uh, who knows it might even be a pretty influential day for the overall GC battle. With stage 7, however, the next day will definitely be an influential stage for the GC. Uh, it's a mountain stage from Nice to World um, It's Includes two notable mountains. The first one being La Comian, which we have visited a number of times in Bainis. It's 7.5 kilometers in length, and that's an average gradient of 7%. Um, after that, we dive down and prepare for the final climb whilst passing from Isola, which we know from the Gino Italian past, before the final climb to Wawong, which is 7.3 kilometers in length, and that's a 7.2% average gradient. The final stage then will take us into our sort of traditional Nice-Nice. Uh, around the city of Nice, there are six climbs on the agenda, um, plenty of which that we are very, very familiar with. There is a visit to the Col des this year. We're doing it backwards. Uh, that'll be used later on this year. So to France, that's where the boat second sprint will come at uh, 25 kilometers to go. And the final climb of the day will be the Col de Quatre Chumas, which is 3.6%, that's an average of 8.8%. Before the riders dive down onto the promenade des de Anglais for the for the finale with the official end of Paris 2024.
0: I mean, you and you alluded to it there as well. The Tour de France is finishing down in Nice. Um, unfortunately, there wasn't. Sometimes you see the time trials normally being included in these lesser races, but um, yeah, they haven't decided to do that. But do you think there's going to be a benefit? For any Tour de France hopefuls going here, obviously, like you said as well, Remco and Rob Glitch will touch on that in a bit. But, yeah, do you think it has served any benefit in terms of a recon? I think it definitely could, uh, particularly in that final stage
1: around Nice. But, I mean, Bengel go wrote road that stage last year, or a very similar stage to that last year. Um, so I don't think it's really going to give them that much of an edge apart maybe that final mountain stage, because like Colmian will feature the Tour de France in stage 19, that very, very important stage 19. And those kind of roads around that particularly unique. Um, they don't usually get raced on. However, one of the Tour de France favorites just lives around the corner, in, in Tariqogacha. So it's like, I think I don't think this
0: not necessarily going to give these riders a huge advantage. Well, we might as well jump into the favorites. And uh, who do you want to start with? Remco or Roglic, because we don't have the defending champion. Well, we have David Goddu who's second, but I don't feel like he's justified a start. Well, if we don't have the defending champion, let's look to the year before,
1: 2022, Primo Roglic. And say, let's begin with him. And also, his team won back in 2021, the Bora Hansgrove. Let's think about that. And it's just 20. So, Primo Roglic will be beginning his 2024 season here. His first rates in Bora Hansgrove colors. And I'm very, very excited for it. Uh, he hasn't done any of these smaller warm-up races, unlike from for his big rival, and one of his rivals for the Tour de France, Jonas Sorry, Grant Camino. It's just not quite a old level race. Whoa! Um, I mean, I am I'm a huge advocate for that race, you know, you know that, but, but it's what not a or race level. I think it also speaks a lot that Roglic has been kept aside and he's sort of cherry-picked this calendar. Um... Is interesting. Maybe it'll all be in vain, but I, I, it seems very sort you of know, calculated. Don't bore The team they're bringing it as well is incredibly strong. The 2021 runner up in Session Lassov will be here. Um He will be riding the Tour de France later on this Yet in support of Prima Chocolate, we believe, despite all these rumors that are going around. Mateo Sobrero and Bob Jungles as well will be here. Nico Dens, who's supposed to be riding the Tour de France as well. He's got a lot of decent reloads and things go on with the cross spins early in this race. And you have the mountain strength and so put out of your You almost look really good about Garfa, by the way. And, um, I mean, and, and Roglic should blast off themselves. I think this is definitely a strong team. Roglic does have that curse in French stage races, we know this. Um, crashing in 2021, in Paris, in the final stage, ceding the victory to his now-teammate Max- Maximilian Schachmann a Bora Hansgrohe. And every now and then he does seem to crash or wobble, but I, I think as paris it's fairly not low stakes, like it's not quite the Tour de France high-pressure situation. But paris does have reputation. Some nasty crashes that can wipe out big favourites in the opening couple of days, particularly
0: if there's bad wet- weather. I mean, he is the big question mark, like you said. He hasn't appeared at any of the, yeah, like you said, the Spanish races. Don't quite know why, because, I mean yeah, they kind of want to bring this big bang of like, Roglic is here and he wins everything, but uh, well since Bingo and Pogacar aren't here maybe he could uh, do you think the team is that strong? I know you love the Borahanskara team, I said if you take away the the Borahanskara label and put Wismo on it, then we're, we'd all be raving about it, but I mean I wouldn't take this squad to the Tour de France, but I think Vlazov and Jungles definitely add something with Sobrero, but yeah, and then you could say the uh, Rolers as well.
1: Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think Bora seem to, they're a bit like UBE sometimes. They just have to tend to sprinter. They can't help themselves. And Van Poppel and Hala take two spots in this team. Um, Danny Van Poppel is a really talented sprinter, but I just don't think he's going to get a state win here. And to be honest, send him away with Walsford, you know and practice practice him in Walsford's lead outs um, in a different race I, I, I would have liked to have seen one of the other big hitters here as well like one of the other strong climbers on, on the team maybe Abel Bushman or uh, or even like Maxi shackman Jai Henley, those kind of guys that will be right to their friends this year to drop in and sort of experiment with Roglic here but he's got plenty of other chances throughout the year it isn't quite their best team but I do think it's got some, some real sort of versatile riders that could shine at parry east and thickly Sopner and eco dense
0: yeah yeah i yeah, i agree with that a lead out train and then uh some good time trialists uh obviously Blazov, also former russian national champion in the time trial whatever that means uh but yeah we might as well move on and yeah we can't say Roglic almost without saying remko Venepol and you and their team looks quite interesting with Ian Manwielder, Louis Veraque, Lampard, Catania Moscon as well, who we don't quite know where he is, and Kesper Pilson on the of the channel. But yeah, Remco was, well, he was very good in uh, Welter-Algarve. That's uh, like our first measuring stick with him. But he was outsprinted by Roglic's, you would think, climbing domestique in, in the climbs.
1: Yes. Um, I know Danny Martinez has uh, Superman straight at the Valtar Algarve, apparently. But, uh, yeah, that, that does leave me a little bit wary to sort of be all aboard. There are even a ball train here. Um, and there's no individual time trials; You can't rely on that. Like, you did at Algarve. And it, even if there was, Rockridge is a fantastic time trial. But these two have that experience of clashing against each other. We had that whole build-up last year to the Giro, where they were sort of sparring and uh, sort of exchanging blows in the build-up to that race, particularly in that fantastic edition of the bolte Catalunya, or they got to the GDOT. And I think they know each other's style. They know how each other's going to go. I do think, particularly in that stage 2, Roy, in the Beaujolais region, that looks like a very Roglified finish. I'm, I'm going to think that Roglic will probably win that stage. Aisnepoel could try to do something special. I think on that final stage into Nice, um, but on the stage along the final mountain stage on stage seven, I think it, it's really up in the air to see who who's going to be the stronger team. I think Boarans go be more drilled as a general classification setup than Sudal Quickstab. Um, although Sudal have also really strong riders in Ilan Voldovarke and uh, particularly Matteo Catania. I'm super hyped about him. He's already on good form this year. Um, I just think Warren is just a little bit their more well-oiled train even though they have a new GC leader. Elsewhere in, in that team time trial, I think they also have a fantastic squad that I could possibly go the stage win there. But uh, it also depends with this new format how it all plays out. We could see Avenable attacking up the front and, and towards the end, or uh, he just sort of stays with the team. It, it'll be interesting. And also, this will be one of the very, very rare chances to see Avenable in his normal trade kits, I think, in that team time trial, because he can't wear the rainbow jersey time trial world champion in it and he can't wear the Belgian road race champions jersey in it so we have a very rare chance to see Remco Avendpo in his normal Sud Albrecht stand effort
0: yeah I mean UCI how can you not let him have the world champions team jersey when there isn't even a world championships in team time trialling anymore oh well uh, let's not go into that conversation uh, but in terms of well one rider who did manage to beat a Remco Evenepoel in a one week uh, stage race setting last year was... Well, actually, no, we're not going to go to Little Trek right now. That That's just going to be a whole Dana show. Uh, UA Team Emirates, you're in front of the channel, Joao Almeida, looks like he's heading it up, but they have a very strong team for sure, and your your mate, Jay Vine's in that team as well. It's an incredibly strong team. Um, Almeida, McMalti,
1: Vine, Sonad, Finn Fisher-Black it's jam packed with stars, and maybe they'll all shine bright in their own individual level. But I'm always skeptical with UBE if they just sort of have a lot of sort of, it's a bit sort of um, nebulous sometimes, but it's not really a sort of nucleus, um, controlling it, if you will. Um, maybe Almeida will, will make his, his general classification debut here in sort of flying colors. They had a very similar setup in Paris in 2022, and it all came crashing down, like not to get a stage win. Almeida finished within top 10, but it wasn't quite what they were expecting or hoping for. Um, I'd love to see Almeida, like, sort of go out for this and, and get a top 10, but i just not quite sure. The team, though, I would expect they should get a stage win somewhere along the way. I wouldn't be shocked if McNulty or Soler got a win. Also, Finn Fischer-Black, maybe the break win.
0: Yeah, I mean, him being sick for Algarve was a bit of a worry for him. Uh, obviously, he is going towards... The Tour de France to try and help Pagaccia, but yeah, we just need Pagaccia slotted in here. But I, I, I appreciate it. it's too sl- too close for comfort between Stradivianki and Paris Nice uh, to kind of do both. I mean, much wonderful did liege Boston liege and the ben- uh, the Bag Tour back in twenty twenty one, but didn't have to change countries or the twenty twenty. I mean, that aside, um, yeah, I think you completely summed it up. I mean. Brandon McNulty. And do you think he's going to be McFalty in this one? Or are we going to see on form Brandon McNulty who's out of this world? It's kind of either or. Um, I think we're going to see Brandon
1: McNulty. Aww. <laughs> Maybe McNulty will be in the break.
0: With it, but I think Brandon McFaulty will be riding the GC. Uh, but yeah, okay, I alluded to it before. Uh, sorry, David, go do it. But little track, Ewan. Matthias Skilmose Jensen was one of the only riders to win a one-week-long stage race in terms of the big ones in on the World Tour. Sorry, Tour of Poland. Um, and he did so a Tour of Swiss and managed to finish in front of Juan Ayuso and uh, Remco Winopoul. The team's very strong here as well. Mesk Pilsen's very good at a Paris-Nice. But it, it certainly does look the team's more dedicated towards the Mesk Pilsen side. And do you think... It's going to be a smaller role for Skilmosu. I know you're not too high on his GC aspirations. Or what Well, I don't think Twitter Suisse is necessarily the best um,
1: base to be arguing for. Egan Bernal of, won it, and then he won the Tour de France. Um, last year, there were circumstances that definitely changed the um, how the race panned out. Um, and... I, I don't know. I mean He's he's been racing in the Rhone Valley, finished inside top five and one of those classics. Don't tell me which one it was. Uh, that I I don't think he's going to finish the podium here. Skelmersdale looked fantastic before the Tour de France last year. We had a good first week and then just loaded. But to be honest, all you need here is a good seven days. So maybe maybe Skelmersdale will be right up there. But I just I don't think he's quite there yet as a GC rider. And I think that's also why Legal Track House. Decided to, t- to send him to the Worlds this year instead of the Tour de France just to give him more time to mature into that GC role and to be more pragmatic about, and um, realistic, really, about his goals. But Skelmosa has been historically really good in France. Looking at Tour de la Palazza, Nova, these kind of races he's done in the past, he has performed particularly well in France. This team, I think, though, is definitely more focused on the sprints. We have Gibbons, De Gleickster, the and Pearson.
0: That's a fantastic train. Potentially being sprint train. I mean, there's a lot more other favorites, but I feel like we've covered most of them um, in terms of the sprints as well. Arnaud Deleuze coming here. Uh, we've also got Olaf Koi. Demar uh, De Marfoy's new team as well. But you and in terms of outsiders here, we haven't really talked about Ines Grandez. I didn't really want to talk about them because Carlos Rodriguez didn't look great at El Gran Camino. It was Moegan Bernal taking the headlines. Josh Tarning, though, in that team once again, and he looks very good. Yeah, yeah, good history in the race. Um,
1: 2012, 13, 15, 16, 17. They won this, race. And your sound is a very, Lawrence the closest is going to be an anchor in the mountains. Rodriguez, we you know, has performed particularly well in, in, in the past. I mean, I'm going to say this now. Rodriguez has not really shown sure it like in UCI World right? He's been good at grand tours, but we haven't quite seen Carlos Rodriguez. A top five finisher out on the tour de France on a podium of all UCI World Tour stage race. Why? Why is this? He's like Fabio Aro, maybe. Aro would never podium a one week long stage race, but could podium Grand Tours. Maybe he's the same kind of being. Maybe Carlos Rodriguez is just Fabio Aro in disguise. Who knows? If he is, how did he anti age? What is his skincare routine? Can he share it with the world? Nevertheless, um, this team time trial team as well is going to be strong. Castor Viejo, former European champion, Ben Turner, huge engine. They call it the clock. Um, he's going to be gearing up for the classics. Freak I mean, I to see what he can bring here. He might be anchor first for this team. And of course, Josh Charlie, but I just, uh, I mean, it's a team time trial. Tarling's not going to have his time to shine. Uh, it'd be cool to see him go on a breakaway, particularly if it's a stage like stage five or six, where it could go either way, potentially to a sprint or a breakaway. If Tarling's up the road, well, he might not even be allowed to break. If Tarling's up, up the road, but it could be cool to see him sort of emulate that a COVID style that Hippo had back in 2020 when he was hunting breakaway wins.
0: But uh, it's quite a long show, so we might as well go to predictions. And you and who is your top three for this year's Paris In third position, I'm going to put the eternal
1: third place of UCL onto stage races. Hail Bilbao, uh, Bahrain Victorious. In second place, I'm going to put Remco Aznapol, and the winner, I believe, will be Primarsh Roglic of Bora Hansker. He begins his Bora journey
0: in winning. Stage with a and keeps the other ball the way to the end. Well, just to pick it a bit different, I'll say in third place, Primus Roglic. Second place, Joao Almeida. And the winner will be the first ever Dane, Matthias Kilmosa Jensen, with no team support in the mountains. But, what happens to Ava Paul in this hypothetical scenario? Crack? loses the wheel. The, the wheel buckles. I don't know. That's... that's yeah. True. he finishes fault. Let's say that. Paul. If,
1: if he was to get, like, a mechanical in that team time trial,
0: what happened? This team time trials is just not it's worth it.
1: It's just a silly idea. But, I mean, it's... it. We're talking about it, so that's what matters for them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And they're going, any publicity, good publicity, even in negative. Exactly. But anyways, that's basically it for us. And uh, we'll see if we do recap race analysis of Paris Nice. It's a very busy period. Screw you, Torreno. You could have moved your schedule. But uh, with that, thank you for watching. And we will see you around.